and welcome to Voices from the Grassroots. This is your host, Clay Haran, coming to you from Asheville, North Carolina. This episode, I will be speaking to Christian Smalls. Chris is an ex-Amazon employee and now labor and community organizer. Chris and I talk about the walkout that he led at a Staten Island, New York, Amazon warehouse and a new organization that he's starting called the Congress of Essential Workers. Hey, Chris, it's good to see you. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Can you give us an account of what happened um, back in March and the uh, walkout that you led at the Staten Island warehouse? Sure, absolutely. So uh, for those who don't know, my name is Chris Smalls, former Amazon employee. Worked for Amazon since 2015. Been a supervisor for the last four years. I worked at Staten Island in New York. And beginning of March, we were unprotected. Uh, A lot of my employees, my colleagues around me began to fall sick. A lot of them have flu-like symptoms. Um, Talk about dizziness, fatigue. Um, Some of them were even vomiting at their workstations. It was real bad. Uh, real scary to work at um, and be around. So I started raising health and safety concerns to my local HR department, uh, sending out emails to the government. Uh, When that didn't work, I had to take further action because New York became the epic center during that time in the middle of March. In the midst of taking action uh, behind the scenes, I went to the building every day, sat off the clock for eight hours a day in the main cafeteria, telling all my employees, uh, former employees that somebody that they possibly were working around had tested positive for the virus and management didn't want me to tell them um, not to call cause a panic and not to get anybody scared so they didn't want to spread that out there to the employees which i thought that was just wrong from the start so they decided to quarantine me on march 28th uh only me nobody else in my building at that time uh because the colleague that I sent home on March 24th was my was a supervisor uh, that worked in the same department. She was my friend. She tested positive. And um, knowing what type of job that we're doing, uh, being around hundreds of employees, I knew that the building was at risk and we need to close it down. So at the end of the week, they decided to quarantine me, not even the person that I ride to work with. None of the employees that were exposed to my friend who tested positive for. Um, So when I realized that, they put a target on my back and tried to silence me. Um, That's when I decided to mobilize the walkout, which I held on March uh, 30th. Two hours after that walkout, I was terminated by the company. Yeah, so the company tried to say that you, or that they fired you because you violated social distancing guidelines. So you dispute that. You say that that's not why they fired you. You think they fired you because you led in action? Absolutely. Uh, Everybody that saw me that week, could tell you exactly what I did um, as I'm sitting down now. Um, I did that every day. I sat in the cafeteria away from everybody six feet apart the entire week for eight hours. They already have my full consent to release the video footage of what I did that week. I know what I did. I didn't violate any rules. Um, they fired me because I held that walkout and they knew I was raising concern. Before you were fired, some major players in Amazon, including Jeff Bezos, brought you up in a meeting. What was it like to know or to find out that your name was in the mouth of some of the highest and most important executives in Amazon? So, yeah, when I first found out, um, it was uh, it was shocking to me to know that you know Jeff Bezos, we're talking about the richest man in the world, uh, was sitting in on that conversation and worried about me 
Um, I'm at the bottom of the total pole, you know. I'm only making $25 an hour. But um, obviously, uh, uh, I was intimidating to them in a certain degree because of the things I was raising concerns about. You know, they dropped the ball. Uh, Now we're talking thousands of people that contracted this virus, and people have died, died in that very warehouse that could have been prevented. So, um, you know, blood is on their hands. Previous to this, you claim that you were not involved in any uh, any kind of organizing and activism, right? Like, how how would you say that this has affected your desire to be or to participate in uh, the labor movement or political movements in general? Well, um, it definitely broadened, um, you know, my horizon as far as like the the political aspect and uh, what's going on with the labor movement, uh, workers, essential workers. It exposed a lot about this country, you know, a lot about capitalism. Uh, I'm learning every day and I'm being in this position where I can use this platform to help others. Um, that's exactly what I've been trying to do, raising money for the employees as well that are unpaid. I raised over $30,000 and I already paid out over $20,000 to employees. So just continue to try to use this platform and learn as much as I can and, tr- and help organize as much as I can. You know, um, and I just try to take care of the employees because they it's uh, it's needed right now. It's necessary uh, with all the things that's going on uh, all across the country. So we're in the walkout that you led. Were unions involved in any way or how did they try to get involved? And do you think that Amazon is now going to be more likely to uh, try to unionize as a result of like what's been going on and maybe even just the action that you did? No, so I would say this: um, the unions weren't weren't a part of the walkout, um, but they did. Some of them did show up to support some that I met that day, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, a lot of unions all across the world continue to support. And as far as uh, unionizing Amazon and and in the United States, is the simple fact that Amazon is such a large workforce, six hundred thousand people, and uh, you're talking about nationwide. Uh, it's going to be very difficult for one single union to try to unionize that at this point, because uh, we're talking about walking into a gold pot. <laughs> Think about they'll be paying union dues and this union will be able to get all that money. Uh, will they do the right thing with it is the, is the biggest question. And I, th- I still think that a lot of people fear that a lot of unions are still uh, corrupt in some way. So I can't say I can't speak for everybody that says, you know, they want a union for uh, Amazon and, and that's the right thing to do. I started my own organization called TCOEW, the Congress of Essential Workers. My plan is to try to use a union-like structure, but not be a union, non-union, and give a rank-and-file committee to the workforce of Amazon, something employee-driven, where they have their own democracy and negotiating their own contracts. Um, so that's amazing to hear that y'all are doing that. When did y'all, or when did you create this, and when did that come together? And who else is involved in that project? Um, I, I launched it a few weeks ago. Uh, I want to say about two and a half weeks ago. And um, the official website will be up. I want to say in another two weeks. The, the official website will be tcoew.org. Um, I created it just thinking about the bigger picture and the vision that is needed right now in this country as far as essential workers. What we're going through now, we don't want to have that for our, ch- our children. So I decided to uh, put this together, and uh, who's helping me is just anybody who's willing to help. Um, I have other organizations like People Power Movement. 
a young group of activists that's uh, all over the nation. They've been helping me a lot, uh, creating a mutual fund for strikers and uh, different organizations. Uh, the MTA, Local Fight Back 100, NYSA, the nurses, New York Nurses Association. And I'm just working with anybody that's uh, reaching out to me at the time. So I'm talking to Chris Smalls, labor organizer and ex-Amazon employee. You mentioned to me the other day you were participating in the... Uh the police brutality protests that are just kind of sparking up. Where were you participating in those protests at? And what do you think the connection is between the kind of the coronavirus and the uprisings that we're seeing right now? Do you think those things are connected in any way? Absolutely. Everything is connected right now. Um, I participated in the protests in New York. at Foley Square. I was there. On the, I, I believe that was the second day. And then on the third day, I was out here in New Jersey in my hometown where I'm residing at now, Newark, New Jersey. And uh, I got three more rallies to do. Starting tomorrow, I'll be back around here in New Jersey, the next three. And then I'll be flying out to L.A. on Monday. And whatever's going on over there, um, I'll definitely be involved with. And... Possibly uh, actually traveling to Minneapolis uh, in the near future as well. Um, I talked to an organization over there last night. Um, they're looking to do some work with me. So I'm hoping that I'll be able to fly over there to uh, where this all took in place with George Floyd and, um, and try to, you know, amplify the message out there that Black Lives Matter. So, like, what have you what have you seen on the ground over there? Because there's been reports of police instigating violence and uh, property destruction and things like that? Like, what have you seen on the ground in uh, New Jersey? New Jersey's been pretty uh, calm. You know, we haven't had any rioting like uh, the other states, like New York, for example. We haven't had that much over here. We probably had a little bit of a crowd that was aggressive at one point, but um, for the majority of the part, uh, they all go home uh, when the sun goes down. And when the curfew starts, um, fingers crossed that continues to happen. I believe it will now because, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they arrested all four officers now. So um, that should calm things down a lot more. But we didn't have the rioting that New York did. New York, um, what I've seen on the ground is you have uh, you have young adults out there. You have a, mil- a little bit of everybody out there that, that just are out there for the wrong reasons. But at the same time, um, they just feel like this is the moment of opportunity. And then you got to think about like you said, the coronavirus. Uh, everybody, everybody's been in the house, you know, cooped up in the house for the last two months, uh, three months. A lot of people are unemployed. Forty million people unemployed, including myself. And this is the opportunity for everybody to come out. You see, everybody's they can care less about the virus. They, they haven't even brought it up. The fact that these thousands of people are gathering in closely dense uh, populated areas and some of them are wearing masks, some of them don't. They have their children out there. It's like the virus just all of a sudden went away. And everything just ties together. You know, we're still trying to get through that and also get through racism and capitalism at the same time. And then we got to worry about an election, the presidential election. It's a lot that's going on. Given all the stuff that's going on in the country, how do you plan on keeping the momentum going? You know, whether I'm in the media or not, you know, I still got to continue to organize. Um, you know, I can I could easily just, you know, give up. And But I decided to 
not do that. You know, I want to continue to organize and, and stand up in solidarity with, with whoever's reaching out, like I said. And, you know, um, hopefully what I'm fighting for is relevant to the, the change of the, the future, like for the for future generations, like I said, um, it's not about me. It's about the people that's coming after me. You know, I don't want anybody else to go through what I had to go through with this company or with any company. So um, hopefully the vision that I have expands and grow within the country. I get a lot of support um, already, but hopefully I get to a point where it, it can be politically changed and the government will come behind me a little bit more and not just behind me, but about uh, behind all the essential workers in the country. And uh, we, we definitely change and be beneficial for everybody. You said you were unemployed. I'm also unemployed and there's about 40 million new unemployed people. That's a huge base of people that could be part, part of it could be mobilized to help stand in solidarity with essential workers across America. Um, are you seeing or hearing of anybody who's trying to organize the, the unemployed in any way? Because back in the Great Depression, the Communist Party organized uh, unemployment councils that have very similar demands to what you're seeing popping up in communities all over the place today. Are you hearing anything about people trying to organize the unemployed in any way that could help the movement broadly? No, not yet. I have heard certain small talk about it. But um, you got to think about it like this as well, where right now there's people that's unemployed that are, you know, they're, they're enjoying the, the money that they're giving right now, which is that extra $600, right? So there's actually people that's unemployed bringing home more money than people that's actually employed right now. Think about it, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's like. Are, do they really have an argument? The only argument that I've seen so far is the fact that people didn't get their money. Or uh, what about the, the undocumented, like immigrants? They don't get any money. So um, as far as that, no. But you know, I stand in solidarity with uh, bringing down ICE, you know, because that's not right either. These people come to this country to make a better living. And um, this country um, obviously failed, failed a lot of us, including black people as well, its own people. So um, we have a lot to fix with this. Uh, during this time, this window of opportunity. And I just hope and pray that uh, we all come together and do that. Definitely. So do you think you would work with, uh, like, because in some states like Florida, only seven or about 8% of people have been able to get unemployment benefits. So there are a lot of people who might be down to, join like would you would you and your organization work with an unemployed movement in your like how do you would you think y'all could connect in any way if there was a uh an, an un, unemployed person's movement so with the congress of essential workers being nationwide uh yeah we're absolutely able to uh, absolutely be able to help um florida any state and um any population because with the, the group I'm working with, People Power Movement, they're raising a mutual aid for this type of uh, relief that people will need, whether it's employees or immigrants. Um, anybody that's supportive will actually try to help, and that's the goal. We're, we're being uh, fair and equal to everybody in this country. Um, that's, a real con that's what a real Congress is supposed to do, and um, that's my vision, to help any and everybody across the nation 
and take the power from uh, the one percenters and put it back into the power of the people. And uh, will you repeat just another time the name of the organization you started and maybe just outline how our listeners right now could learn more about the movement that you're participating in it in and how to help um, and maybe get organized wherever they are and participate in that movement. So once again, my organization is called TCOEW, stands for the Congress of Essential Workers, a nationwide uh, rank and file committee, employee driven organization to unionize with a unionized structure, uh, not to be called a union, uh, non-union, unionized structure um, to actually organize the workforce of Amazon and other major corporations in America uh, nationwide. And in a couple of weeks, our website will be up. It'll be tcoew.org. Look out for that. You can follow me on Twitter, shut underscore down Amazon. Uh, also on Instagram, chris.smalls underscore. And uh, reach out to me. I'll be more than happy to connect with you. And follow our, our GoFundMe as well. Support our GoFundMe. The GoFundMe can be found on my Twitter page, or you can Google that as well. Just Google my name, Chris Smalls. And also help spread and sign the petition to keep the $2 hero pay for Amazon employees. Um, I have that as well up on my Twitter. Chris, thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you for all the work that you're doing out there. Really appreciate what's going on and uh, hoping to amplify it as much as possible. Thanks, bro. Thanks for having me, man. Take care. Solidarity. So that does it for this episode of Voices from the Grassroots. If you're out there protesting uh, racism, police brutality, the murder of George Floyd, which I hope you are, uh, stay safe. And until next time, this is Clay Horan signing out.